Hey there, neighbor. Welcome to Good Life News, where we talk about ideas, living the abundant Christian life, and God's wonderful love. I'm your host, Pastor Lauren Fenton, an old farm kid, Bible student, preacher of grace, husband of one, father of two, papa for five, and really just another pilgrim headed for home. Let's walk together for a few minutes. Greetings once again, friends. I'm Lauren Fenton, and this is episode 42 of the Good Life News podcast and blog. The focus of this month's episode is the spiritual fruit of gentleness, the eighth of the nine fruits of the Spirit. As I've said in the previous two posts, the nine fruits of the Spirit are naturally divided into three groups of three each, love, joy, peace, which are the fruits of a spiritual heart, patience, kindness, and goodness, the fruits of spiritual relationships, and faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control, the fruits of a godly character. Today, we'll spend a few minutes thinking about number eight, gentleness, which, of course, is the second of those three fruits listed in the third triad of godly character. And oh, by the way, just one more month to go when we finish this series on the fruits of the Spirit, but I'll mention that again later at the end of the post. Of course, I pray that you will experience all the fruits of the Spirit in your life today and know the power they provide to live in a positive witness for Jesus in every relationship of your life. Recently, I saw a short video clip that I knew I immediately needed to share with all of you to introduce this study about gentleness. It's about Congo, who's a huge silverback gorilla at the Detroit Zoo. Over on the website, for those of you who are listening to the podcast, if you would like to go to the website goodlifenews.life, you can watch there this video of Congo, this huge gorilla. He has found a groundhog in his enclosure, and he reaches out and gently pets the head of the groundhog, and it's such a compelling little video. It's only about 13 seconds long, but it has been viewed over 97,000 times, and I'd encourage you to go and watch it. The English language is very versatile in its capacity for conveying many, many concepts. Sometimes, however, there's just not an adequate word to express the depth of meaning found in original text when translation happens. This happens to be the case with the biblical Greek word translated here in Galatians 5 as gentleness. Other English versions, including the beloved King James, often use meekness or humility in this verse and other places where it is used in the New Testament, including Jesus' beatitude, Matthew 5, 5, where he says, Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. When we think of meekness or gentleness, we generally have a mental picture of a somewhat weak person with a timid personality. Casper Milktoast was a popular cartoon character back in the 1920s to 40s. He was the main focus of a daily newspaper feature called The Timid Soul. Artist creator H.T. Webster portrayed Casper in countless situations where the hero, if you can call him that, speaks softly and gets hit with a big stick. Casper always comes out on the losing end of every situation. 
not because of bad luck or negative circumstances, but because he simply doesn't have the backbone to stand up to his world. Poor guy, what a sad reality. But that concept is miles away from the Holy Spirit-produced character quality of gentleness. The Greek word is praeutes. Praeutes, according to Strong's Greek Dictionary of the New Testament, word number 4,240, has a, quote, fuller, deeper significance than when it is found in non-scriptural writings. It consists not in a person's outward behavior only, nor yet in his relations to his fellow men, as little in his mere natural disposition. Rather, it is an inwrought grace of the soul, and the exercises of it are first and chiefly towards God, end quote. Well, translating that somewhat scholarly language into today's world of speaking, this tells me that biblical gentleness or meekness is more about our relationship with God than how we relate to our fellow humans. In other words, attitude is everything, especially and primarily as how we see God. I recently read a statement attributed to C.S. Lewis that said, Pride is the mother hen under which all other sins are hatched. And in the interest of full disclosure, I'm still researching the authenticity of that quote, but nevertheless, whether C.S. Lewis actually said this or not, I still believe that is patently true. Even so, it's only a small jump from our attitude toward God to how we treat and relate to our world and the people in it. Let's be crystal clear in our assigned role as ambassadors for God's eternal kingdom of agape love and grace. There is no room for arrogance, self-worship, or any form of ungrace. If we truly have the indwelling presence of the Holy Spirit, the fruit of gentleness or meekness will be manifested and evident in all our relationships and communications. It will be seen in patience and kindness, integrity and compassion. The greatest example of Priute's meekness is the Master himself. In prophetic tragic beauty, the Old Testament prophet Isaiah pours out the following description of the coming Messiah. Quoting, He was oppressed and treated harshly, yet he never said a word. He was led like a lamb to the slaughter, and as a sheep is silent before the shearers, he did not open his mouth. This is Isaiah 53, verse 7. The Holy Spirit's fruit of godly meekness provided the ultimate strength Jesus needed for the agony of Gethsemane, Pilate's judgment hall, La Via Dolorosa, and Calvary. It brought him forth from the grave victorious over all temptations, sinful inclinations, and even death itself. Consider this. Jesus could meekly, that is calmly, face the most foreboding future immediately before him because he had a far more powerful overriding purpose, namely the salvation and restoration of human beings from utter destruction due to sin and disobedience. He knew exactly why he had come from heaven to earth, and by the power of the indwelling grace, the fruit of the Holy Spirit, he could face the torture, pain, and ultimate death with complete, unfazed resolve. 
I think it's important to note, however, that the ability of Jesus to remain true to his purpose didn't just spring to life during those last traumatic days. His entire life was composed of uncompromised fidelity to truth and righteousness. The writer of Hebrews tells us that he faced all of the same testings we do, yet he did not sin. Hebrews 4.15 Galatians 6.7 tells us, Don't be misled. You cannot mock the justice of a God. You will always harvest what you plant. This was a truth Jesus understood at the very core of his being, even from the earliest days of his childhood. Had he indulged in even the tiniest seed tempting him to gratify any self-centered desire, he would have utterly failed when that seed demanded the harvest in the moment of crisis and impending doom. Little things count. There's no such thing as a little white lie or a minor indiscretion. A favorite author of mine, Andy Andrews, often refers to the butterfly effect in his popular writings. In fact, he wrote an entire little book about it, and if you'd like more information about that, you can go and do a search on Amazon for The Butterfly Effect by Andy Andrews, or you can look up episode 6 of this podcast to read more about Andy's work. In The Butterfly Effect, Andy Andrews shows how even the smallest actions or comments can create incredible results as the influence of those moments passes from person to person, generation after generation. The concept was first presented to the New York Academy of Science in 1963 by a theorist named Edward Lorenz. He postulated that a butterfly's wings might cause a slight disturbance in the air as the insect flitted from flower to flower. The initial disturbance of molecules would then bump into other molecules, which would bump into yet other molecules, until eventually it could grow into a huge storm at some distant location. Picture a butterfly flapping its wings in Hong Kong and the subsequent cascading of ripples would create a hurricane hitting New Orleans on America's Gulf Coast. Well, as far-fetched and ridiculous as that may sound, after about 30 years, the idea was tested by various physics professors working around the world in various colleges and universities, and together they discovered that this wild theory was actually true. They even gave it a name the law of sensitive dependence upon initial conditions. So what does all this have to do with gentleness, the focus of this episode? Simply this, the gentle touch in all relationships is far more powerful than any heavy-handed physical force or strong words used in anger or argument. Because of this great truth, the Holy Spirit produces this fruit in our hearts so we can most effectively represent the eternal kingdom of love and grace. No, we must not be known as Casper Milktoast, but we also must not have the reputation of being loose cannon, unpredictable, uncontrollable, and dangerous to be around. By the indwelling power of the Holy Spirit, this fruit of a gentle spirit will draw souls to God and godliness. I pray that every one of us can live up to that ideal every day by the power of God's amazing grace. Well, again, thank you so much for listening today. I pray that you have been blessed. I hope you can join me for next month's episode. 
I'll be sharing some thoughts about the spiritual gift of self-control. Watch for it on September 26th. So mark your calendar. Be sure to tune in and invite someone else to listen with you. If you enjoy these podcasts and blog posts, please do share the links with your family, your friends, or whomever. And truly, as always, my many, many thanks in advance. So we've come to the end of this episode of the Good Life News Podcast. If you would like to comment or join a conversation about today's content, please visit our website, www.goodlifenews.life. I'd love to hear your thoughts and observations. On the website's blog page, you can also find a complete transcript of the most recent episode, which will always be posted at the top of the page. If you enjoyed this podcast, you can subscribe on Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcast, and other podcast platforms. If you would like to help out in this ministry, it is incredibly helpful if you would leave a nice rating or review on your platform of choice. Well, thanks for listening, and be sure to tune in again next time as we continue our journey exploring more about God's love, His amazing grace, and the incredible good news of the everlasting gospel. Until then, walk in peace, live in hope, and hold your treasures with open hands.